Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean The fuck was with that cadence? I don't know, man. They were both all out of whack and I couldn't. Neither of them felt right to me, so I'm sorry One was too fast, one was too slow Yo, and that second one like started off like normal and then tapered off to something completely different. I was like, what the fuck? It wasn't intentional. <laughs> and I like uh, how like before we started recording this, I'm like, all right, just hit record. I'm I don't want to waste this shit when we got a show. Like what mm-hmm. a, like I can't just have a conversation with you. It's gotta be show. What's up, I dude? Know. I get it. It's all for the content. <laughs> hey buddy, you are are you Sean or are you like old man Sean? I am well, so <laughs> what's kind of funny is I can't really, okay, so I can pinpoint what's going on, but it's also probably like a combination of a bunch of different things. So oh, I'm we, sure too. we've both been sick for like the last week. And so we meant to record yep. like five days ago and both uh-huh. of us were dog shit, dog shit. Uh-huh. And, uh, you sent me uh, a pic of your bathroom with both NyQuil and DayQuil. Yeah. That, like that's, you, you, you're doing the the, the sick man combo. The, absolutely, the, the shooter man. Shooter chaser. Yeah. That, that's been like my daily regimen since like last week. Start the day <laughs> off with Nyquil, end the day with Day. Nope, flip that, reverse <laughs> that. <laughs> Put your thing down, flip it, and reverse. Yo, it. if if that's what I was doing, that would explain why my days have been all fucked up. <laughs> um, but no, I mean wrestling was in my neck of woods again, and. You know, I'm never gonna, uh, I'm never gonna turn down an opportunity to do that. But, you're, dude, you're gonna think I'm crazy. So we talked about this last year that you know Kevin at work has two weeks out of the year, my least favorite weeks out of the year, where he's out hunting. And this yep. is during, and this is during, does. during the fall when you know. What's, what season is it? Uh, it's what? deer season. It's so, bow okay, season. so he's a deer hunter. Okay. Yeah, it's so bow it's, season it's right deer now. Bow. Okay. Um, and then. He takes off the first week of shotgun season in December. So he does. Oh, so <laughs> it's not two weeks back to back. It's one week now. Oh, God. I would toss myself in traffic, bro. <laughs> he did that one year and I just wanted to die. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's fall. It's going into December where, you know, it's in this industry. It's already you gotta downsize, man. You gotta get down to bare bones because we're going into a season where it's it's not so busy. Unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, you know, it's the, it was perfectly timed that we had a couple folks that you know went on to go back home or you know moved on to get what they actually went to school for which is awesome you know that's mm-hmm. that's all i want for folks is to get what they got a degree in and finally get that job and so typically it would be sweet right now to have that be happening going into the slow season unfortunately our slow season isn't hitting as early as it normally would be just due to certain things that i've done to like increase our profitability and you know decrease you know increase the amount of ways that we can get sales and so that we never really hit that much of a down period so with him being gone it's like a dude this week has been so i also found out if i talk like this it's completely normal but that's a (laughs) non sequitur i found that earlier today it would also that probably would do more damage to your voice overall 
Oh, your voice, for like, sure. Your voice is haggard right now. It is screaming in pain every time you talk. <laughs> and I, I would not. I would not. So the way that you're talking, I think famously, the way that you sound now is the way I sounded after Louisville the year I went as Macho Man and walked around that way for like <laughs> yeah. three hours. Yeah, dude. Dude, it's brutal. Brutal. Oh, so man. you bas- you screamed for what, like three hours last night? Oh, so yeah. So what I was getting at is this is Cavs oh, vacation. So, yeah. so my week is fucking so stretched. So stretched. Like Monday was crazy. Tuesday was the first. Yeah, like I'm not even bitching, but like it was the first day that I pulled close to 12 hours just on my feet and just getting a getting ahead of things in forever. And it's it's been crazy. And uh, so like yesterday I got up at like, 5.30, went to work, got through work, drove two and a half, three hours to Boston, was at a show for three hours, three-hour drive back. It was a long day, long day. But, dude, there's nothing that really beats a Boston crowd that, you know, like for a hot show. And it's, dude, it's one thing to be at a show and, like, you're all hype. Like, I'm always, like, bring it 100, Right. But there's something different when you go to a show where everybody's bringing a hundred, and so I'm going like a hundred and fifty, you know? Yeah. Like, cause like, like to be at a show and you're like, yeah, yeah, and like nobody else is doing it, like you kind of it brings you down a little bit. But when mm-hmm. you're at a show where like you're going, yeah, and you're like joining in on cheers and chants, and dude, you just never stop going, and so. <laughs> Man, I got out of the show last night and my voice was rough. Like this voice right now is a hundred times better than when I went to work this morning. Mm. So, yeah, it, it was a good show. It was a fun time. The fun uh, time. fuck, I was gonna take off some. Oh, the the yelling and the stuff. You're you're in theater country there. Yeah. So I one thing I've noticed, and I I really don't like it, but seeing smaller bands that I generally like uh i've had to see a lot of shows in like a theater setting and and my those always suck because people just sit down and <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like sure even f- for like a like i saw the chili peppers at an auditorium and like for the most part people were just sitting down was, Wait, that show that you saw in august was no no no, no 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 i was about no, to say all they're playing now is stadiums yeah dude it they're yeah. just massive stadium hit after hit after hit now. Yeah. But, uh, I, but I've, I saw this other band once. Uh, well, I went to see the Killers, and uh, I don't really like the Killers, but I took a dude. Girl. I was I was about to rag on you, but yeah. hey, you do you, man. Yeah. So some people but, fuck people in in animal costumes. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> but so like, imagine going to see the Killers. <laughs> Except that every opening band also just sounds like the Killers. It's just that <laughs> that like chordy guitar strum with sixteenth on the hi hat. Killers me now, man. It, it was terrible. And uh, but again, like it's a rock show, and everybody is just sitting down watching this whole thing, and it's just the most boring bloth. Ugh, that makes sucks, me sick. Man, it brings it like it really brings those those shows down, man. And it's like if you're the only again, it's if you're the only one like pop it up and like, yeah. Right. And you got that douchebag like three seats behind you down in front. It's like, fuck you, dude. How about you stand up? Get on your feet. Stop being a lame piece of shit, man. 
You're at a wrestling show, like yeah, or even like a concert. It's like yeah. if I'm standing up and I'm like cheering, well, give an ovation, fucking stand up, man. That's why I didn't go so hard on my example because again, it was the killers. Like, who's gonna go that crazy for the fucking killer? Nobody. <laughs> Somebody's no. grandma is like, oh, my God, Mr. Brayside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, shit. So, so. What a terrible. I hated that era in music because, like, every band that came out was like Sounded that. Sounded like that. Yeah. And a lot of them had the in their name. Yeah. Some yeah, were was good. It, was it The Killers? Yeah. Was it I'm The Gasboard sure. Confessional? I think it actually was. It might not be. I don't know. Who I cares mean, enough you had to like, figure it out? You had the vines, the white stripes, the hives, the, the hives, yeah, all that shit. Do what I want, then it and because I wanna. We're gonna get copyright struck for that. Are we? Are that we? Was so with good. that, yeah. with that, that was... beautiful voice, we're gonna get copyright struck. Ah, <laughs> uh. yeah, man, not being able to talk, I, I can certainly do like a deep voice and it's perfect do uh do garth brooks i got friends in low po- wait uh, so i'll do the first part but you do the low places okay okay yeah, yeah well i got friends in low places <laughs> <laughs> i really hope this is like the one time that i have to guarantee that the audio sinks uh, nine minutes and uh, 15 seconds uh, give or that take was good time. shit dude <laughs> that was that was good shit dude <laughs> Yeah, I hope your listeners enjoyed that. Ah, honestly, we should just at at some point after a show, like just record a rendition of that and just put it out there into the universe. I would be into it. (laughs) Uh, If nothing else, like away, it would all all be be okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! There's a. there's a lot of those. I'd go. We go hard on all that. That's good shit, man. I'm. I'm still. Uh. <laughs> How you feeling, buddy? You feeling better? I feel better, sick wise, uh, virally. Uh, but I got, I got the big nerves, Shawnee, because I'm doing this fucking big old charity stream tomorrow. So yeah, buddy. I'm got. It's a. It's a weird one this year because we're doing it all. Uh, all remote. We got Wait, a, a when's this episode coming out? <laughs> Tomorrow, probably. <laughs> so, so today? <laughs> technically. Technically today. Get a stream today. Listen. Watch it. You should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the hype episode. Go listen to this that you've started <laughs> and watch the stream. It starts at noon. Yeah, this comes out on Monday. <laughs> Yo, watch the pod. <laughs> it starts at noon. Friday ends at midnight and then starts again at noon on Saturday and ends at midnight. So, oh, sweet, no, dude. I like not, that strategy. Well, I mean, since nobody will be here, since we're doing it all remote and digitally, I thought, why make somebody suffer through the middle of the night? We'll just split it up and then we get two primetime hits, too. So, fuck yeah, man. That's what keeps it nice, chill for everybody. It was, I think it'll be the, the, the wise move. That's uh, a brilliant strat. Yeah, it'll be good. We got. Uh, some people helping out too. So the way it's going to happen is there'll be like people will be streaming in four block chunks. So I'm giving control of the experience grind stream over to some friends of ours from fr- some friends of the show. So like uh, tomorrow, our good buddy Michael Allen, he'll be kicking it off. He'll stream for the first four hours from noon to four. 
And uh, I think he's going to do some speed running. I think he's going to speed run Crash Bandicoot 2. Damn. I think so. That's and then up. after him, uh, I'm going to take over from that point, and I'm going to stream for the next eight hours, so I'll go from four to midnight. And then, uh, you know, it might go longer, depending on the vibe. People chilling, people hanging out, having a good time. We'll see how it's feeling, you know. Yeah, buddy. We can, we can turn the lights down low, bring in the disco light. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. Sexy time. And then on uh, Saturday, we're going to kick it off with Dave and Brian from uh, Beer Me, a movie, formerly Cape Podcasters. Yeah. So they'll Honestly, do, it's going to take some getting used to saying that new name. I know. It's it's weird to say, but uh, mm-hmm. I like it. I've sent him a request. Have you sent him anything yet? I haven't sent a request yet. Yeah. And though I feel like I missed the... Op- I think I missed the window. I think it was yesterday. No. So that was the the like listener or the viewer's choice, listener's oh, choice, that. I think they were calling fuck it. That. So we're like VIPs. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, well, yeah. I what I did, I got like a sorry for your loss like card from hallmark and i wrote my choice in there because yeah oh and you mailed it yeah i mailed it to him and then they're gonna open it on the show and like read it and like so that that'll be interesting uh sorry to make them suffer it's gonna be fun but then after those boys end uh our good boy philly ben caruth is gonna come on he's gonna stream i think he's gonna play an elden ring (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> he might. It depends. He's he's going to do some uh, Mega Man X speed runs, oh, and I sick. think him and Taylor are going to do some Beerio Kart, from my Yay! understanding. So, nice. so that'll be cool. And then uh, Ryan's going to close out the thing with. Uh, I think he's got. He showed me he's got like a, a Wheel of Fortune wheel with a bunch of just the worst PS One games you've ever heard of, and he's got them on a ROM, and he's just going to spin that. And then people can donate to make him change it. And once he reaches a certain limit, then he's switching to Jackbox for the rest of the stream. So, Oh, hell yeah. It'll be a good time, everybody. Folks, honestly, just just jump in there and just donate that limit so we can just play Jackbox for five (laughs) hours. (laughs) Ryan is also playing. If Jackbox is also popping off, people are having a good time. He's planning to keep the stream going for a while, too. So, Yo, that new Jackbox is so good. I know you guys have been having a blast. I hope I finally get to play it Saturday because every time you guys hop on, I'm doing something else, usually Destiny. a raid or something, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, dude, it's so gear, good. Gears got to grind, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Experience grind, my dude. Experience grind. Hey, what is if, your favorite game in the new one? Um. Oh, dude, it's so tough. Okay, so I don't like know the names of the games, but there's this one that's kind of like Big Brother where... Each one of you has to okay. So there's here's a couple. You uh so in that one you you don't even like make up a name so that you're hiding your identity. You you put in your name because that's like the character you're gonna portray, right? So th- this one game I made my name Auntie Edna, and you want to make it so that nobody knows who you are. So there's no bias uh, and like okay. voting people out. And then you choose a um, like a thing about you. So mine was that I was a restaurant critic. And you want to kind of just like role play as that person and like have your responses be geared towards that. And you get like voted off of the house or island or whatever. But then you come back as like another version of yourself, which, like an imposter, which it's a lot of fun. You want to kind of be the one who wins the, the game. So that one's really good. And then there's this one where... 
you have to look at a couple of items and sometimes the and all of the items are like super dog shit but then you've got to like try to sell it to other people and be like well this item here is actually like okay this is an item that that was used in the temple of the rhinoceros's third horn or something you know just something sure and and like just and rag on like Harrison Ford or something like that. And it turns out he was a piece of shit. And be like, he let me have this. So he was actually a nice guy. Blah, blah, blah. And just try to sell this to other people and try to see if you can win the most money. It's it's a jackbox where it's it kind of removes all the juvenile bullshit and just goes for clever, fun stuff. You know, and and like, don't take that as a detriment. Like, I like some of the juvenile bullshit, but as anybody who's played Jackbox in the in the past knows, once like somebody has a haha funny joke, that's all it is for the rest of the game. Oh, There's yeah. nothing like that in here. It's always fresh. It's always interesting. It's always making you think. And this new Jackbox just rocks. Um, and hey, if we can get any sort of like working on my end on Saturday morning, I wouldn't mind doing a small chunk um, if that ends up working. But we can chat about that later. Right. Honestly, we can also know what I found out the other day that that charity chat is in my spam folder on Facebook. <laughs> Damn. So I didn't even know it was this weekend until like two two days ago. <laughs> well, shit, Legit. I. I should have told you more frequently. <laughs> like I only knew it was coming up, but I didn't even know it was this weekend. <laughs> oh, well, surprise! I thought, honestly, it usually follows on like my dad's anniversary, which is next week. <laughs> oh, so Shrug. well, shit, buddy. Uh, well, I hope it's out of the spam folder now. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, it's kind of too late. But we'll we'll chat oh, yeah. about that another time. Yeah, uh, we can also. I mean. We can keep the shit going. We can add on extra shit. I've got... Well, you work Friday, but uh, I can give up some time there. We can we can still work some stuff out, man. I've got all day Saturday. We can set something up. We'll, we'll get yeah, you yeah. in, buddy. Yeah, we'll we, figure we want something to, we, out Saturday. We can add more time. We can do more streams Sunday, too. Who cares? We're already Hell splitting yeah. it up. Right on, Keep man. it going, baby. Uh, all right. I, I'm all down for raising some money. I would love that too, because I thought, you know, if nothing else, I could picture you just playing Vampire Survivor for four hours. Yo, that that would cause so many people to seize out or something. Like, it, <laughs> it, like I can play Overwatch. I can play, dude. There's there's games that I can play. I can, you know, make donations. Lock me into a character for a bit. Whatever. Figure it out. But we can, uh, we can weekend at Bernie's where like. I'm just really a dead corpse and I sit here, but there's like, but it's me playing. Yeah. But like, you're also from Massachusetts, like pulling a string and like my hands raising. And I'm like, Oh, so great. Although like good. you'll try to time it to when like people pop in, but because you're pulling it from like Massachusetts and I'm down here in North Carolina, by the time it gets like, there's a lag, <laughs> there's such a lag. <laughs> oh no Dude, that would that'd be, be so sick oh, that'd be man. so dope oh. my dogs are flipping out it's it's feeding time nice nice which coincides with um douchebags on motorcycles here in massachusetts oh, it's well, crazy it's 59 degrees out go I was home gonna say, 
I can't Put believe it's uh, still motorcycle weather because I know, buddy, you're getting hype or got to be because snowboard season's right around the corner, right? Hell yeah. Dude, I'm like, I'm torn. Today was the first time I think I've ever said in the last couple of years. Uh, I really hope it doesn't snow anytime soon, considering my window at work is smashed and won't be repaired well, for like a couple of weeks. But, yeah, fuck, man. You know, uh, I completely bring out the for, snow. As a, any, any progress on that, man? No, it's just going to be a couple of weeks before we get a new window. Well, like, I mean, any idea who did it? Did you guys have cameras or anything? Uh, I mean, we have cameras that don't point out some window off to the side. Yeah. You know? Um, it is what it is. I'm pretty sure it's these these kids that are just constantly causing trouble at night. Sure. And, like, breaking shit and smashing pumpkins and Billy Corganing all over the place. <laughs> uh, i don't know uh, i like but that it's it's one of those things where it's it's like 14 year old kids and like nothing will be done about it and you know there's one of those kids has been caught with like loaded guns before and it's it's just it's a problem and and you know um hopefully you know keep it positive but you know hopefully there's steps that are done because there are a lot of people leaving the area or getting off of North street just due to problematic behavior, not even just them, but just problematic behavior. And, you know, with a police station that's on North street, it's kind of silly. Gotta, you gotta admit that. Is there uh was there anybody else that got hit or just y'all? No, just us. Oh, of course. I mean, okay. So funnily enough, actually not funny, but also at the same time, kind of funny. The hospital got hit. By someone who broke out of the psych ward and started smashing windows. Nice. Well, Which, he had <laughs> he had good reason. Come on. Yeah. I mean, yay, yeah, man. You do you, dude. You do you. Well, oh. let me ask you this. So it is uh, a mystery. If that's if what I was going to say. Do you think that uh, the great Hercule could discover who smashed your window? Oh my God! Hercule Perot would walk up and be like. He would stand on North Street for 15 minutes and point at someone and be like, you're a murderer. You're a murderer. You're a murderer. <laughs> he would like, accuse everybody this, coming into my work of murdering somebody. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do that, I don't think. But he would stand there and like, he'd like, he would stand there for 15 minutes. He'd be like, this person walks by your shop each day. And they have a vile thought because one time underneath <laughs> your window, a bird took a crap on them and they've had a sour <laughs> idea about your shop and they've wanted to throw a brick through it for four years, but they didn't do it. No, yeah. but this man. And then he just, it's like, motherfucker, just tell me who killed me. I, I could imagine like if he were there and he was just like making these observations, he's like, sir, do you mind if I have a slice of carrot cake while I tell you this story? Sure, have some carrot cake. Oh, it's quite delightful. Did you notice that every single day at precisely 11.13 in the morning, that gentleman and that gentleman walk by with one dog who's got one eye and three legs? I'm not quite sure how the dog walks so well, but did you notice this? And have you ever considered that there might be something (laughs) doggy afoot? (laughs) (laughs) I see myself out. Get it? Because the dog's only got three feet. There's a doggy afoot, yeah. <laughs> there, ah, uh, Shawnee. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you familiar with one Hercule Perot? 
Um, I'm familiar with him just due to he's a character in a bunch of like Agatha Christie books. Yeah, and he's very famous uh, in her books. Wow, that dude had a huge penis. I don't know if oh. I've heard that. Uh, huge, huge dong. Um, but yeah, I'm familiar through like the Agatha Christie books. I haven't read a ton of those. I have a ton like on my Kindle because um, I do love these kinds of stories. Uh, we were talking prior to this that I when I first saw this movie in theaters, uh, Death on the Nile, which obviously you already know that folks that we're going to be talking about. Um, they're smart and they can read. I saw it in theaters and I came home and I'm like, man, I really need to watch Death on the Orient Express. But it was nowhere to be found. And now apparently it's to be found on Disney Plus. So I've got to figure out how to watch that. But why do you ask, Kyle? Long winded answer just for me to say, why do you ask? Well, uh, so I, like you said, he's, he's a famous Agatha Christie character, but you know, the, these aren't the first two Hercule Perot movies that have been made. They've been making these types of movies for a long time. Sure. Have you ever seen any of the others when you were like younger? No. Well, no. Maybe I have, but like not in such a way that I would remember. I don't think there's many movies, like even now, outside of like the big ones that really impacted my life, even right now, like I can't really remember a lot of movie like remember the main characters names of movies. I'm really bad at that. Like yeah. I can remember Woody and Buzz Lightyear, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> sure. Um, Shooter McGavin. Uh I'm I'm struggling to I, I've seen Apollo 13 like nine million times and I couldn't even tell you the names of the characters in that. Something love it. And those are real people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jim, love it. I made it there. I didn't even use IMDb. Get fucked, internet. Way to go. I would have just said Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is Kevin Bacon in that? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Is he in that? I don't know. Now I'm fucking confused, too. Man. No, is I Kevin Bacon? Is Kevin Bacon in? <laughs> I don't think Kevin Bacon is in Apollo 13. I don't. I think he is though. He definitely is. Yes, he is. He's the one that dies of cancer at the end. Uh, okay. Yeah, Jack Swigert. He ends up. I think. Oh no, maybe Gary Kinesis' character. I don't know. Bill Paxton, Ed Harris. That everybody's fucking, in that movie. That movie's a fucking classic. I remember uh, going to Hardee's to get like every week the kids meal would have a different piece of the Saturn for a rocket. Wait to and, where? Hardy's? Har- oh, we don't have Hardy's here. No. You guys don't have Carl's Jr. either, do you? No. Yeah. That's a West Coast version of Hardy's. Fucking bullshit. Isn't it literally like the same change, just different names? Just the different name, yeah. What kind of dumbass shit is that? I don't know, man. It's like they serve the same shit. And they also own Red Burritos. Okay. Well, I've never even heard of that. But what, don't you think that that would actually... <laughs> like? hurt your name value if you're just like i don't know i guess like it's only a regional thing i think it's like west of the rockies they're carl's juniors and over here it, they're hardy's it's like some dumbass started it over here or over there let's say they started over like here that. right and then they went over there and they're like okay let's do a hardy's but let's name it something else because 
who the fuck knows? Who the fuck is Carl's Jr.? <laughs> yeah, who the fuck is Carl? Who's yeah. like who's this kid? Why do why is this kid running a franchise? Fucking dumb. Who I don't get this? it. That's nepti- that's nepotism at its finest. <laughs> that's restaurant nepotism. <laughs> that's already an issue in the industry. Is I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Cuz okay, because that always starts because yeah, the owners are going to bring their kids on. Of course. Because their kids are cheap. Their kids are cheap and they can boss them around. Yeah. Do whatever. I don't know. People are the worst. That's why that's why farmers had like so many kids too, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The easy kid labor, dude. No cheap fucking labor, dude. Oh man. But, but you know what? We should get we should get Perot on the case. You know, we should. I think he would solve that case, though. I think he would figure out who smashed that window. Uh, have you? Like, okay. Probably four more windows would get smashed before that. Oh. oh, I'm. Yeah. While he's while he's explaining like what went down, seven <laughs> windows get smashed. Uh, but I was gonna say, let's get Perot on the case of like <laughs> Hardy's and Carl's Jr. Oh, that one. Okay. Nepotism. <laughs> okay. Who do you think would solve a case quicker? Have you wait? You've seen Knives Out, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Benoit Blanc or Hercule Hercule Perel? <sighs> Quicker. I don't know. Quicker. Man. Blanc took like a couple days too, didn't he? He took a couple days, but like he was just as fucking like he would sit back, like stoke a pipe and like just savor the explanation of what the fuck went down. He let everybody else lie to him and he knew everybody yeah. was lying. I thought I don't know. I like it's. I'd say I don't know. Perot is like the greatest detective in the world. They say. But as he met Benoit well, Blanc, I guess. But they also say that about Sherlock Holmes, and I guess they will maybe say it about Benoit Blanc, depending on how many movies they go for. Yo, I can't wait for that new one, Glass, Glass Onion. Onion. Yeah, yeah. Is that not out yet? I thought that was out already. I don't think so. I think like the first teaser that came out I, of it. So, I mean, of course, well, I mean, we are 30 minutes deep here, but let's talk a bit first, Shani, about, I guess, murder mysteries as a whole. I think, yeah, as I said, I don't think we've done this genre on the show yet. Oh, if we have, I, so I can't remember. So, uh, but this, obviously, I think this is a genre that's piqued your interest. Dude, it opens the 23rd. Let's go, baby. Nice. Um, glass onion that is, folks. Put it on your calendar, your Google calendar. <laughs> hey Google, add that to my calendar. You're welcome. Hey Siri, add that to my calendar. You're welcome. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> my Google's just fun off in my living room. <laughs> uh, any? Shut up. Thank you. Uh, so what was your question? I'm sorry. Before I started talking to computers in my room. Murder mystery films the genre. Yeah. This is a this genre seemed to pop for you. Hell yeah, man. I I grew up like a big reader, man. And I I I mean, I think I've only really pumped the brakes on reading over the last couple of years, which is kind of a bummer because I've always enjoyed reading. But um I've read like a lot of mystery books and like I absolutely love like the uh Fuck, Kenzie and Gennaro series from like Dennis Lee Hain. That's like a series of mysteries. Um, 
you know, he's the dude that did Shutter Island, which oh, okay. is in its own way, you know, a little mystery that you're following through, like a thrilling. Oh, mystery. for sure, for sure. Um, I absolutely adore books like that. Uh, you know, they had Jana Ivanovich, the Stephanie Plum series. Um, all each one uh, contain kind of like whodunit mystery. A and good so, Nancy Drew or a Hardy Boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, precisely. But you know, yeah, I would read one of those now. But <laughs> at this point, I want something a little bit more mature. Um, maybe a little bit more thematically mature. Again, for lack of better words. So whenever a movie comes out that's like this, I especially recently, now that they've kind of been on my radar, I'm kind of all about it. Like if I knew that Death on the Orient Express like was a mystery, because I don't pay really close attention to movies that are coming out, um, mm-hmm. I would have seen it a couple years ago. So Knives Out, I think, really reintroduced me to this. Or reminded me of how much I loved them a couple of years ago, back in 2019, when I saw that in theaters. I saw that two or three times in theaters. I fucking love that movie. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I love that movie. Because it is one of those where the first time you watch it, you're in it for, like, the mystery. But then, like, each time I went back, it was to, like, see kind of the things, the breadcrumbs that were left along the way and stuff like that. Now, with Death on the Nile, I don't think... I, I didn't really feel captivated to watch it again because mm-hmm. it is a lot of the stuff is really it, unfortunately you are hit over the head a little bit with a lot of the things being you know being handheld and it, it doesn't let you really figure out the plot <laughs> yourself it, it is kind of point A to point B with you know a, a shroud of mystery in in it but it does kind of rapidly get you to points. Um, I liked, uh, here's the thing. I'm glad that you said that at, cause overall, I, I thought it was a pretty enjoyable movie. I thought it felt yeah. a little bland overall to be weird. And I think the answer to that or the reason I felt that way is because to me, I felt like this was like a star Wars prequel where like 90% of this movie I feel was shot on a green screen, like, and just really, it just all felt very disconnected. Like, sure. So, I was, I was gonna say what I really appreciated was the visuals of the movie and on uh, that. I think they they were nice because they they were so polished and CG. That's what like everything was crisp, mm. and that, I think it all kind of was a little flat too. So okay, um, that's fair. I it felt um to me it felt like. Oh man, if you could take a movie from like 1950 and mm-hmm. give it color and give it like a high level of polish, yes. like yeah. something that w- they would have done in the 40s, 50s, or six, not even the 60s, but like between the 40s and like 1960, and give it a, such a fresh polish and this uh, f- gorgeous, like super saturated coat of paint. Um, so, yeah, I, I get exactly what I mean. I appreciated that just because of kind of it put me in a, a, a mental place of like old timey movie, but like set with today's budget. Mm-hmm. But I completely get what you mean. Also, like they did. They did. Work very hard to capture that era, and I think they did a very good job visually. Like I said, yeah. it just 
it off kind of it looks flat and mm-hmm. it, it looks nice but it's just yeah I, it felt very green screened overall to me and the another complaint i generally have about period piece era movies but it actually is explained within the plot of this one is fine because this lady is apparently rich as balls is that like you know whenever you see these movies and like they're back in time like every car is like pristine because all that they're gonna get is like collector's cars but like mm-hmm. dude you know cars weren't that nice in the, like those cars were shit box mobiles that were just yeah ridden hard put away wet that's how people got to work got shit done so but like i said in this it makes it like everything is nice and because cr- this lady is fucking spoiled rich so on certain yeah. things it works overall i thought it was a pretty good mystery um i didn't quite have it fully figured out i did catch some things which i appreciated like one of the things i so jumping right to the end when homeboy gets shot in the leg i was like i I was like i thought it was just like shitty movie making i was like why does he have a handkerchief already but i didn't know Mm -hmm. that's like a whole plot point and then it's also tied back in to the red paint and i was like okay that's cool i thought that was a movie fuck up or something but it was actually a thing that i caught so I appreciated, now that you're talking about that, the whole dredging of the the scarf and the being able to tell what happened because blood would change a different color as Uh it sets in, whereas paint really won't. And so that was just such a, it's something silly. It's the smallest detail that somebody could just be sitting at home and look down and there's a paper towel they they had a hangnail or something and the blood dried brown you're like wow and someone was painting you're like wow that would be a great little twist in a mystery movie something so silly <laughs> like that yeah. can just be the oh nice points but Kyle remind me I so it has been obviously since this movie came out that I've seen this movie. I remember like a lot of the the twists and turns and stuff like that. But by the end of the movie, I forgot why Perot was even brought into the picture. Okay. So the, it's it's because it isn't a murder mystery until Yeah, which is halfway that's, that's, through the movie. That's another classic setup and I think it would have worked better if we were let in on the first part. It's a classic double twist to throw off us the viewer or the the follower along too uh so hercule perot is in egypt well first of all we meet him watching the blues singers which is shiri from event or black panther and i do not know what this other lady has been in unfortunately um but she's very good in this movie actually i really liked her was it uh, salome or rosalie I believe Salome's the one that he's in love with. Hercule Perot, he kind of has a thing for it. Yeah, she's the older lady. Yeah, the she's, is she the one from Black Panther? I've no, that's it. the younger lady. Okay. Uh, but anyways, Perot's they lady. are... Uh, so they're blues singers, and Perot is watching the blues singers while we're also introduced to the three main uh, protagonists of the film, which is Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, which... <laughs> Problematic. <laughs> Probably funny time to release an Army Hammer movie. And then uh, this other girl who I also do not know who she is and don't remember her from anything. 
Jacqueline oh. de Belfort is her character in the movie. Yeah. But while you talk, I'm going to figure out if she's been in anything else. So they are, Jackie is banging Army Hammer, and uh, she introduces her to Gal Gadot, her super rich friend. And then uh, he falls for Gal Gadot, and she is like this rich heiress, super wealthy, like, I'm believing William Randolph Hearst level. And then we're introduced to Perot again, who is now in Egypt, and he uh, stumbles upon his good friend Book, which uh, it's kind of unfortunate you didn't see the first movie, because this guy is actually from the first movie. He ties over. Yes, which I really appreciate. Because when I looked into this, I'm like, man, are there other movies? Because I know this is um, mm-hmm. in Ath- Agatha Christie. And, you know, Death on the Orient Express was it was done in the 70s, but there was also one in like yeah. 2017. Starring and the same guy. I was, I was thrilled to find out that it starred the same guy because he yep. is outstanding. I really enjoy in him role. as Perot. So. He's so good. You should, I personally, I think Orient Express is better, but it's also got a crazier cast because that's got like Johnny Depp and. Whoa. Yeah, there's, there's some fucking people in Murder on the Orient Express. Look it up real quick because you really okay. should watch it. Because okay. I want to run through the list now, too, even though we're talking about this one. This one doesn't have as many cool people. I think, yeah, I uh, mean, it has I mean, it has a handful of, like, notable like it's, folks. It's got Gal Gadot, Army Hammer. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Fireworks X there. Um, what the hell? Who the hell? Katy Perry's X. Oh. The hell is it? Russell Brand. Oh, yeah, Russell Brand is in this, and I actually like him. Yeah. Uh, he can be Yo, a pretty good actor. Yeah, who's the who's the girl that played Louise, her little assistant, the one that's from... Uh, uh, from Game of Thrones. Oh, is she from Game of Thrones? Yep. Yes. For she's some reason, Ingrid. looking at her photo right now, I thought she was from, uh, fuck, Wedding Crashers. Oh, no, that's, that's Russell... No, that's not Russell Brand's wife. That is... Uh, oh, Sasha Baron Cohen is married to her. Oh, no, no. I'm just talking in general. But that, I'm saying, but Egret, the chick from this movie, she's yeah. uh, real life married to Jon Snow. Oh, no kidding. Uh-huh. Yep. What? Good for mm-hmm. them. You know what? Happy endings. I know, right? Yeah, wasn't he with... Um... No, nah, he was never Oh, no, Daenerys. never mind. I, I'm uh. thinking of the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so who's dumb. on who's Holy on shit. Yeah, this this stacked, cast right. You should really stacked. watch Murder, dude. It's Willem fucking Dafoe, good. Yep. Penelope yep. Cruz. Yep. Johnny Depp. Yo. Right? He's in there. Michael Ruse. I think he's in both. I'm not seeing Johnny Depp in this. Am one. I crazy? I think you're crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, the big ones are William Dafoe and Penelope Cruz. D- Judy Dench. Yeah, Dame Dude, Dame Judy Dench. She kills it. I huh. swear, I thought he was in there. Maybe I'm nuts. Okay, I give up. Anyways, you would Daisy really like Ridley. You would really like Orient. I think Orient is the better of the two. Myself. Oh, Johnny so. Depp is in it. There we go. I knew he was. He's Edward Ratchet. Like I said, dude, it's stacked. Michelle Pfeiffer. What the fuck? So we're gonna do uh, Murder on the Orient Express next. Hell yeah! I'll watch that movie. I, I think it also get, going through it backwards. It kind of suffers a little bit as the same as this one. So now that I I mentioned that, I want to see if you notice it in Orient, where I just, 
It has a very green screeny feel a lot. Okay. Which sometimes, okay, so for me, uh, I don't mind green screen. I, I generally don't either. It's just. If yeah. I don't exactly notice it. Exactly. And I think there is only like one or two times that I, that it was noticeable to me. Um, and like, obviously a lot of this is green screen because you know, you're not going to be able to shoot the, and you're not not going to be able to shoot what they shot here. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting that close to the pyramids. None of that shit. I get, yeah, it makes sense to to those ruins or Uh anything like that where they stopped and took a boat over, which dude, I am also a huge ass sucker for anything. Egypt, like ancient Egypt. Those temples, stuff like that. I am a soccer and that, man. That classic, like, st- like I love those all wood boats, like from Indiana Jones too. Oh, yes. Like that. God, I love them, man. They look so fucking cool. So yeah. I get. Also, I think I would. I think maybe if it bothered you in this, maybe it would bother me in that. And maybe bothers a bad word. But yeah, it's if not bothered like a yeah. lot in this. I probably will in that because. I think there's just a lot that I will overlook when something is set in an aesthetic or a setting that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I just allow myself to just sit there and just be in its awe. So there's, there is absolutely a, uh, a bias to me watching something set here. Um, what? Let's, let's go in. Let's, let's break down some characters. Did, who, who's your favorite sure. character? My favorite character was, oh man, I loved how, okay, so, so many characters in here are so, uh, I mean, none of them are likable. They're all awful people, but, uh, there's so many character traits that are so enjoyable about so many of them. Like I, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but Jacqueline, the one that's originally with Simon army's character. One. Yep. Yeah, the crazy one. I love how crazy she is. She's very I, crazy. Dude, she is so crazy. And it made me audibly laugh so many times during the movie of just how ridiculous she was. She's got crazy eyes real good. She's what? got such crazy eyes. And uh, Lynette Ridgway, played by Gal Gadot. Um, I loved the way that she just played her character where she's... So excessively rich, but also kind of resents it a little bit, but also at the same time grandstands. And I'm not sure if the grandstanding is to really piss off Jacqueline because Jacqueline's pissing off her. It is like real subtle, little subtle touches to these characters. And then you've got Russell Brand's character, Dr. Windlesham, who like just so badly doesn't want to be there like at all. Mm-hmm. And like you could just feel how shitty he feels being in this situation, being Ridgeway's ex, and like having to be through all of this, dude. I I love it all. I think the only character I didn't really like was probably like his buddy book. Yeah, okay. uh, Perot's buddy book. He, I don't know. He's, even though he is, you know, he steals the necklace, spoilers again. Yep. And like he starts to have like this arc. I think his arc is kind of really stupid with just him and his mom. Was just not that great. I even liked Nurse Bowers, that like <laughs> that crazy lady. I, I loved her as well. It was weird. Uh, I did not also like the direction book goes where he steals the necklace, which is 
very out of character for it. And I think it was yeah. kind of waste. I felt like it was a twist to just throw a twist in because, you know, these yeah. are famous books and already existing movies. So they want to do some fun stuff maybe, but it was, it was a uh, lot to pack in two hours. Well, that, and it just, I don't know. I liked how they were kind of setting book up to be this sort of, like he's the Perot understudy. Cause you know, this whole film, like Hercules trusting him to do a lot of things on like, he, he like brings him in a lot of parts of the investigation with him mm-hmm. until he like realizes what he did with the necklace. And then he turns out, which again, that's, I guess another problem with Hercule. And I don't know if he did it because he felt so personally betrayed because it was book that thieved right in front of his face. But like, Dude, you got a murderer on the case. Why are you, you know, he stole the necklace and he didn't kill her. So why the fuck? Although he did see the body, I guess. That was another plot point. Mm-hmm. He knew she was yeah. dead before everybody else. It, what did you? Okay. So, what? Go I was going to ask what you thought about the elaborate plan to get away with the murder. And how it almost went their way anyways when the other, the cousin tried to kill her and fucking... At the ruins. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay. We will wrap around to that in a second. Uh, my favorite character, Perot. Sure, of course. To wrap back to what you asked, obviously. he. I mean, I loved his backstory and his whole arc through the movie. It, it's like there's two arcs. His personal arc of personal growth and getting over the death of his, his boo and his wounds through the war with his mustache, all of that, which culminate at the end, shaving mm-hmm. it off, showing that he's ready to move on, show her who he really is. Sure thing. Um, and also, like, the little touches that he likes desserts and everybody's a fucking murderer to it. It's great. Yeah, you are guilty until proven innocent with Perot. It's fantastic. Uh, but I wanted to just ask you who your favorite character in this uh, characters were in this movie, or what you thought about certain characters in general that you enjoyed. I agreed with all that you said. Uh, for me, Hercule Poirot is my favorite too. I love his his quirkiness, and it's I guess hinted at that uh, he has obsessive compulsive disorder. Because um, mm-hmm. one of the little well, I won't say that, uh, but one of the other things that you see is. Uh, when we come after the dead girl has been fished out of the wheel in the river, uh, <laughs> she's her, they're examining her dead body and her, like one of her feet is askew and he like <laughs> and he fixes it. There's a, yeah, there's that funny little scene where he just like has to straighten it and he can't not do it because he's very peculiar about things being even and in and in straight lines and that's the thing. You don't see it as much in this one. You'll see it more in uh, Orient Express. So. Yeah, I and I guess it's it's natural for for somebody to ask, like, who's your favorite character in this movie? It's got to be him because Mm -hmm. all of these movies are about him. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is just a supplementary character character in an in a story. Yep. But speaking of of those characters, and strangely enough, I also really liked the Army Hammer character. It sucks. I did, too. He's such a weirdo, man, because that guy's got great presence in certain places and roles like. I was very drawn to his character while watching the movie and it wasn't until I sat down like 10, 15 minutes before and just, you know, started looking at things on the movie when I was looking through the cast and I was like, Army Hammer, man, that really strikes me as someone who either was just talking about wanting to be a cannibal or probably 
had some sexual misconduct or something. And how about both? Did <laughs> is he the one that was talking about being a cannibal too? It was reported by uh, a former lover that uh, he also, I guess, could be quite violent in sex with like biting, which oh, okay. would also lead more to the cannibalism. Which again doesn't help out the conspiracy theory that Hollywood people are all elites that cook and eat people for their- <laughs> <laughs> what else like, do lizards do way to go army hammer you just reinforce that stereotype for the poor hollywood elite that have to suffer now won't yeah. somebody think of them so also, that was a shame i love his name is army hammer yeah and the fact that he's named after his grandfather <laughs> yeah or great grandfather, whatever. One of those I went down two. an army hammer like rabbit hole, like when I found out. You, as you do, <laughs> as you do, and I tell you, army hammer's oh. got a great rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but for sure, I I really liked him. I thought he did a fantastic job in it too. And uh, again, just it's overall, I really, really did enjoy the hell out of this movie, man. Okay, so. Back to your other question. Remind me what the escape plan was. So their their entire plan was that he has set up, he and Jackie are actually still in love. Yes. And, this and they're marriage, planning on getting her money, killing her, getting her money. The marriage to Jacqueline, or not Jacqueline, to Gal Gadot is fake so that she, he can get the money and they can run off together. And the plan is to make Jackie seem insane. So that she's so jealous, she shoots at him and shoots him in the leg. And then she becomes Mm -hmm. so overcome with grief, she goes into a fit of hysterics. And they take her away and give her a sedative for the night. And And he goes and shoots Lynette. Well, and then he's with the doctor all night. So, yeah, but in between like that time, that's the whole thing is that he sprinted Mm -hmm. with the gun and uh, shot. Yes. Gal Gadot the first in the shot head. was a blank. Then he went with actual bullets and shot. Shot her in the head. And then he comes back and really does shoot himself in the leg. And then disposes of the gun overboard. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. but So the whole plan, I guess, was to make it look like somebody else on the sh- ship murdered her. It doesn't seem very... Pl- because it's like, why not do this whole elaborate thing like in a more public area? Like, it's obviously got to be one of the... Eight people on that boat, you know? Yes. So, so it, it's not a great uh, plan at the start. Know what it reminds me of? And this is going to be super niche. And, like, nobody's going to get this, except for I talked about this uh, yeah, for two months in a, in a row. This reminds me of when I'm evil and, and blood on the clock tower, where there's only nine of us, right? And within like three days you start narrowing down who the evil people are because you get you, you, there's strings that lead to certain people and at this point in the movie people start dying off it's got to start narrowing it down to a, a few different people yep and you know in the time unless you think too hard about it and you start like blowing things around blowing things out like we are doing now you know analyzing talking about it not even analyzing that's not fucking mm-hmm. pretend but uh you know just talking through it in the moment i thought it was enjoyable and you know i was like all right it's in my head i was like all right it's between like two or three people yeah at most but then 
they keep doing the whole, well, it can't be this person because of this. And, it, you know, a very heavy handed, you know, they made it so you couldn't figure it out just by watching, which was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you like thought outside of the box of what could have happened. Uh, I talked about picking up on the handkerchief. I did want to say another nice touch that I appreciated is after one thing I don't get though is why not just fucking shoot Perot too? He's the only one that can solve the fucking case and you've killed three other people. <laughs> why the fuck are you not murdering the greatest detective who's also happens to be on this boat? But uh, that whole chase scene on the boat, uh, I really appreciate I could tell that it was a female person running. So I was like, oh, so I know this is a girl. I, it's got to be Jackie. So like, mm-hmm. I was again, I was a little proud of myself because uh, I started figuring out. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I, I did have fun with it overall. It was, it it's does what a murder mystery should do, which is what uh, coincidentally God of War is doing to me right now, and I can't wait to get back into it. Where it just you want it to keep like, all right, where are we going next? What What's yeah. the next step? Where Where are we going? What's around this corner? What am I going to discover? I love that mm-hmm. shit. And this one does keep, it very well. Keep the bread, uh, pre, keep the breadcrumbs coming mm-hmm. so I can follow along. Use, you know, slow down just a bit so I can figure out where the pieces lay and then feed me some more. Yep. That's, that is what I love about murder, like murder books and like how it can make you feel like the smartest person in the world and also the world's biggest dumbass at the yep. same time. <laughs> it's strange how it'll do it. And it does it like at all points. And that's why I do also like rewatching movies like this to see, okay, if I were paying attention from the very beginning to certain things, would I have been able to figure it out? Because I feel like those are the best ones mm-hmm. and not the ones that do it in such a way that is so obvious that you know who did it. It's like, oh, obviously it's this person. But like the little things that you can pick up on. Um like in okay, so Brian recommend uh, Brian from Beer Me a Movie had recommended a different podcast that was uh, Hello Everybody, a Bad Medicine podcast where doctors watch movies and TV shows and explain what Hollywood gets right and wrong about movies or about medicine. <laughs> And one of the ad- episodes that I've listened to in the last couple of days was Knives Out. And, you know, little things that are put into, like, that movie. Um, the little considerations are, and stuff. The little considerations of even, like, them, when they're watching it, the problems that they had, had with the movie were resolved by the end of the movie. Oh, when nice. they figure out, like... That the one those things were swapped. If you know what I'm talking about, I don't want to spoil oh, yeah, it. We're not talking about that movie. Mm-hmm. That those were swapped and blah 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 blah. And they're like, well, by the end of the movie, all the problems I had with it were pretty much gone because of the resolution of it. Mm-hmm. And if I were paying attention, I would have known that this is what happened. Blahdy blahdy blah. It knives out is a very thorough mystery too. That's one of the pe- things that people really really appreciate about it. Is that like. Literally everything is explained, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, yep, nope, that's nope, oh yeah, that's why this happened." Blah blah blah. Yep. So, uh, I fucking love that movie. If you haven't watched Knives Out, go watch Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Even though I basically just spoiled something for you, uh, I don't think much. I don't care. Uh, I think I had that entire movie spoiled for me before I saw it, and I still enjoyed it. So hell yeah, the internet's a terrible place, up. you know. 
Uh, it was one of those like. I wasn't even trying. Like, I went into like a message board on Reddit, and like the first comment was like the entire spoiler for Knives Out, which had just come out like that day. And I was like, "Oh, fucking awesome!" Stop it. That People sucks. that do that bullshit, you know. Man, I stopped going on Reddit. Reddit's full of douchebags. I mean, every place is full of douchebags. Twitter's yes. not. This. J- what JK. do you mean Twitter's not? <laughs> I was like, what? My Twitter's not. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, this podcast is full of douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very curated list of what I see on Twitter, oh, and man. it is fantastic. I t- yeah, I got my personal account banned. But then I, I also made the p- no more political <laughs> posts on the podcast, people. So if you're following, I quit shit posting. I'll just make another new twitter and i'll keep shit hey you can there. follow again folks yeah. <laughs> i was about to say the only time i ever saw political posts is what i saw I experience grind commenting oh on man something. and yeah. usually all i would see is your response and i'm like i wonder what that's about and then yeah. i scroll up a little bit and i'm like ah it, it was hercules talking shit or something oh man what's his name so that's that, that is the thing i will not stop shitting on kevin sorbo do not expect that <laughs> i will continue sorbo. to shit all the fuck over kevin sorbo because fuck him Dude's a fucking clown, man. Yeah, fuck that. But like, deep political shit, done. But fringe bullshit like Kevin Sorbo, I'm still going to make fun of him. So if you like having a laugh at me making fun of a C-Lift failed, washed up douchebag, come hang out. Because you get that. Yeah. Also, just come hang out, too. Because like, follow EXP Grind Podcast. Is that the Twitter? That's the one? Hell yeah. Follow me, Sean NT. I share a lot of wrestling stuff and... Mm -hmm. That's about it. But that's okay. That's okay. Your your wrestling po- photo of John Cena's dad was, of course, blowing up again. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny? I've personally received like 10 likes, but like the oh, yeah. 1,400 the news news pages yeah. that stole the, stole the photo, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of yeah. likes on that photo. Yeah. They, they just well, totally you know stole Whatever. Your, your content, aggregated it out, made it part of the masses, buddy. Yeah, it got whatever. consumed that's by life. the machine real quick. <laughs> that's life. I did. Uh, I had a really good joke about it, though. I thought. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it? Uh, that uh, wrestling sites take more credit for your photos than I do. <laughs> it's so true, though. Uh huh. Like I don't even remember more true than that. How that like how that originally started? Because it was just the one picture of the beautiful Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. But then, like, then someone was like, "Hey, oh, Kyle, that's nice right." Photo in the chat, somebody said it. Yeah, and then we just ran with it into the ground because that's what we inside do. baseball. Woo, let's woo. go. You were talking about that uh, earlier. Uh, you hate it in Jackbox when, like, the one joke just becomes a thing. And I love yeah. it, but I love it for a different reason than most. I just love it because of the fact that I love when a thing is hilarious, and then you're so overblown with it that you fucking hate it. And then you yeah. still are in it so long that it comes back around to funny. That I love that shit. When like you're so over it and you just don't even care and it pisses you off and then it becomes funny again. I love that know, shit. Do you know the latest thing to like okay, <clears throat> I fucking hate this. My favorite thing as of late is that Halloween's over. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. If I have to see one more stupid fucking spirit co- costume costume oh, Halloween the, bullshit, the meme, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, I wanted to throw my throne, my phone, and computer, and everything that had internet 
or social media out the window. Because, folks, you guys aren't funny. It's like at all. And that meme was dumb as fuck. It definitely did not I have the. All. It didn't have the legs that people put behind it. I didn't feel. Uh, I thought it was. It wasn't even like a one trick pony. It was like a half trick pony, and it was pretty lame trick at that. So I, I get where you're coming from. I didn't find enjoyment of them either, and there was just a fuckload of them. And it it was okay. So the other thing I can compare that to is you remember like six years ago when everybody's like, "You've heard of Elf on a Shelf? Now yes, let me yes. show you." It's like, man, That's, like the the first time was funny, kind of, not maybe, even really. Yeah. But you guys aren't. Well, and then before <laughs> that, there was the huge, I remember that it was the keep calm and blah, blah, blah. That was the huge fad. I just, Ugh. I hate those that are, I don't know. I like a little bit of absurdity and surrealism in my memeage. And uh, get those, off my lawn, you fucking kid. But those that's not the kid, the kids go even oh. weirder. I love a good anti meme, that's what I fucking love. Like anti humor that's not funny, but that's what makes it funny. It's weird to explain. Like, show me a picture of you nicking your balls while shaving them. Like, come on, that's not funny. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't even know where I was going. With I don't that. either, but yeah. I will. Yeah, show- I hope you pictured that, folks. It I was did. squirmed <laughs> a little bit. I did squirm, and I think nice. uh, we'll get Hercule Poirot on that to solve the mystery of what roommate left the pubes in the toilet. Because I think that's a mystery we all <laughs> wanted to solve at one point or another. Oh shit! So, uh, Kyle, yeah, buddy. On a scale of one to three pyramids. Okay. A sphinx with no nose and a temple. How many pyramids, one sphinx with no nose, and one temple would you give this movie? So out of those, I would give it a full three pyramids and a full sphinx, uh, but no temple. Okay. Because uh, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but it's a damn good movie. It's a damn fine movie. It's not going to change your life, but it's going to make the next two hours interesting. And yeah, it's got the added bonus of if you're in the awkward position of like watching a movie with your parents or your in-laws or like you're and you just need something that's really not offensive, but it's still entertaining. This is yep. going to fill that niche right up. So maybe try to keep this one in mind for the upcoming holiday season. If you're together mm-hmm. with cousins or whatever for extended times and you're not watching Christmas Vacation or Planes, Trains and Automobiles, throw this one on. It's a great, great one. That is a good shout, man. Like a, a recommendation for like when's a good time to watch a movie like this. Spot on, dude. And I also really do appreciate a, like a rating scale out of five. Sometimes yeah. it brings me back to like when we're reading gaming magazines and I just had like <laughs> the, the old Game Informer. They were one out of five. Yeah. EGM was one out of ten. So, because I feel like okay. So if I'm looking at a game. And I see like four out of five. I'm like, man, that's like must have. But if I see 90 or or like 80 out of 100, which is four out of five, 80 out of 100 on like Metacritic, I'm like, yeah, uh, maybe I'll wait on that. Right. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's all it's all different aggregates out. And it's however the aggregate is most comfortable for you. Knowing that, Shawnee, I got one for you. What do you got? On a scale of one to five dead bodies on a very l- nice luxury steam liner on the middle of the Nile. 
What would you give Murder on the Nile or Death on the Nile? I would give, man, that was really good. I would give, okay, so, come with me, if you will, on this journey. One of those dead bodies, the ship, went to turn really fast for some reason, right? And it rolled. And that body humorously rolled very fast across the deck and launched itself into the sea. And somehow got stuck in like the the pinwheel thing there. Okay, yeah, yep. Yeah, yep, yep. The big-ass wheel that for some reason propels this thing. Yeah, the paddleboard. Okay. Now, while it's in the middle of one of those rotations, it goes around and a crocodile grabs onto the legs and rips off the legs. Then as it's coming around again, crocodile grabs onto the head and rips off the head. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what I'm going to give this movie is four dead bodies and a torso with two arms flapping around a little on a little wheel on uh-huh. the deck of the boat. Uh-huh. Uh, just because the way I just broke that down, I would definitely give this movie a little bit more than 880. I'm not giving it a, a, a like a four and a half, but like four and like a smidge. Four point two five. Somebody, I would give it a four point two five. I feel okay giving it a four point two five. Um, the the movie is it is good, it is serviceable, like but I don't think that it's not good either. I had a great time watching it. Mm-hmm. I do not regret paying ten twelve dollars that I paid watching it and the handful of money that I spent paying. You know, eating popcorn, I think you nailed it spot on. This would be a very enjoyable movie for a family to get together and watch on a chilly night or if people are around and there's just some food and you just want to grub and enjoy something that's fun. This is a great movie to watch. With it being, you said it's on HBO Max right now. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't even have to spend money to rent this. Watch it. Um, What do you got to lose? I agree. uh, Yeah, I... I enjoyed this. I am thoroughly entertained by Perot's character. And uh, between this, if I watch Mur- uh, Murder on the Orient Express, and then Glass Onion in like a week and a half, man, I am so set. So set on all these movies. <laughs> well, nice, yeah. man. Uh, I get, do you want to stick with the murder mystery theme, or do you want to mix it up? Um, I could do either. I really, this is a peek behind the curtain, I really enjoyed the... Uh, you give me a genre, I'll give you a movie. Okay. I, I don't know why, but it was like, it took a lot of the pressure off of having to think of a movie. Sure. I'm like, dude, what what genre do you want to do? And I'll think of a movie. And I wouldn't mind sticking with Murder Mystery, so if you want to do that, we can bang these I say, things out. I, I would like to, let's, let's go ahead and just roll, let's do it reverse style like we talk. Let's do Murder on the Orient Express, because it seems to be easy to okay. watch too. I think that's a banger. It's got that hella hardcore cast. I think we'll have a good time talking about it. So Hell yeah. And I'm going to go into it watching it a little bit more recently than I did this movie. So yeah. I think we're going to have um, a little bit more to say about Hell it. Oh yeah. Well, I, I really wish that I got a chance to see this again, but work has been so crazy. And I've seen it this year, so I felt okay. Understandable. And I'm, I'm cool with that too, buddy. And we're going to pick up next time with Murder on the Horient. Express. <laughs> oh man, is that a spoiler? I don't think so. No, I just wanted to say whore. Oh. oh. 
honestly, I was just hoping that this train was a brothel. It might be. Uh, I can't remember that, but I think this one's also pretty inoffensive. Oh, the Orient Express. That's what it's called when you run a train on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's what, man, it reminded me of the I need sleep. train. <laughs> oh, man. The Godfather. The Godfather, baby. God, what a man. terrible character. Yeah. This is awful. The Godfather, way better. Uh, both awful, but... <laughs> Uh, Hi, dude. Anyways, other than that, uh, go parole yourself. yourself. Oh, parole yourself's good too. All right, bye. <laughs>